Hello, 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 and welcome to another of my podcast episodes. You are now tuned in to WDGS 333 on your podcast station. I hope you are having a wonderful Wednesday. Yes, a wonderful Wednesday. I truly have had a wonderful Wednesday. I tell you, when God touched me this morning, not the alarm clock, not the alert on my cell phone, but he touched me and he allowed me to be awakened. And he didn't just wake me up, but he woke me up and he gave me strength in my body. I didn't wake up with any pain. I didn't wake up with any hurt and aches. This morning when I rose on a wonderful Wednesday, I did not have any doubts. I knew that the Lord would take care of me and provide for me and lead and guide me all the way. And I do have a word, a word, a word from somebody out there today. Somebody that's waiting and waiting to be blessed by a word from God. And do I have a blessing from you? I am sensing in my spirit. You know, when I ask God to give me a word, I always consult God. I consult the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the teacher, the leader, and guider into all that is true. Because so many times we can get consumed in our own feelings and think that what we think is the right way to think because that's the way we feel. And oftentimes when I listen to people and even myself and I say, well, I feel this way and I feel that way. But do we not come to the biblical and spiritual understanding? That just because our feelings feel a certain way does not mean we are in this right spiritual way of feeling. You know, there are natural feelings and carnal feelings, and then there are spiritual feelings. And those spiritual feelings is what's important to God. Now, in order to know how you feel in the spirit, then the Holy Spirit has to teach you spiritually. Amen. So what ends up happening, what I tend to do, and I'm going to put myself on front street, is however I'm feeling, if I can locate a scripture in the Bible to validate my feelings, it will tell me whether or not I'm right or wrong. And you know, sometimes people don't like that. And I'm going to help somebody today and give you some scriptures to understand why. They don't like if you feel, but your feelings are motivated spiritually. Because see, their feelings are motivated carnally. Because they're thinking about self. And when self is in the play, Then the Bible has some words, what's called self-righteous. So a lot of times, you know, people are right to themselves. But that doesn't mean that their feelings are right according to the spirit of truth. Amen? Amen. Okay, the the scripture today that I want to read from is from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And it says from verse 9, 
It says, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things. Mm, Oh my God. And that's so much. We don't know what things, but things could be anything, many things. But it says the things which God, not people, God hath prepared for them that love him. Mm. Do you love God? Oh, only you can answer that question. But I am here to tell you it is written that if you do, I have not seen, ear have not heard, nor have it entered into their heart. And that means they haven't even begun to feel the things that God has for you. Oh, my God. Mm. And it goes on to say, but God hath not revealed them unto us by his spirit. So the things that God has for us, the scripture says, God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. He didn't say by people. He didn't say by our feelings of carnality and our thinking. He said by his spirit. For the spirit, the Bible says, searches all things. So, you know, if you ever have somebody that always wondering why you thinking in the, in the, in the, in the spirit realm, why are your answers? You know, sometimes, you know, when we, when we get to the spirit realm, sometimes people want to always say, well, you always talking about the Bible. Are you always quoting God? But we see right here in first Corinthians chapter two. It says in verse 10, for the spirit searches all things. You want to be able to ponder things in your heart. And it says, even the deep things of God, ooh, especially of God, it said the deep things. For what man knoweth the things of a man? See, we don't know. Everybody got different feelings. Everybody think on different levels. Everybody feel on different levels. What's an emergency to one person may not be an emergency to the next person. What may be important to one person may not be important to the next person. So that's why the scriptures say, For what man knoweth the things of a man except the spirit of man which is in him? Mm. Now that's a question. And you know, I say in my biblical teaching, when the scripture asks a question, when you see a question mark, then that means ask yourself that question. Ask yourself. So I'm going to read that question again. It says, for what man knoweth the things of a man except the spirit of man, which is in him? Mm. So we don't know anything about anybody, even ourselves, unless it's determined by the spirit that is within us. Amen. Ooh, amen. And it goes on to say, even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. 
So what that says, we walk and operate in two spirits. We walk in the spirit of natural and we walk in the spirit of spiritual. So that's why I was saying, which one is going to make the decision? Which one is going to make the choice? Are you going to make a decision based on your natural feelings or the feelings of the spirit of God? Oh, my God. Thank you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And it goes on to say, now we have received not the spirit of the world. Mm. That's that natural spirit. But the spirit which is of God. Now that's when we come in the spirit of God and we are new creatures. And it goes on to say that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Do we know that all gifts are not of God? Mm. God give gifts. But so do people give natural gifts. And sometimes people give natural gifts from natural feelings. Ooh. And that's why you want to hear about it. No, you really don't. (laughs) But they think you do because they like to bring it up. You know, they like to, those, those are the gifts that come when people complain and say, well, I bought you lunch, or I bought you dinner, or I gave you a ride, or I gave you a dime, and I gave you a dollar. See, right now, we just realize in the scripture mm, that that came from a natural spirit and not the spirit of God, because the spirit of God says that we know the things that are freely given to us of God. And it goes on to say, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches. See, man's wisdom teach us that it's okay to remind people of what I did for you. It's okay to look for stuff in return. That's man's wisdom. Oh, my God. Mm. Have you been renewed? Are you a new creature in Christ? But let's see what it says when God teaches us. Because that's the way it says man wisdom teaches. But it says, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. Mm. This how the Holy Ghost teach. It only compares spiritual things with spiritual. Mm. So when the Holy Ghost, oh, give you a gift. It comes pair spiritual with spiritual. So what that means, what that means is when I gave you $10, I was a cheerful giver and I didn't look for it in return. Now I'm teaching what the scripture says because that's a scripture in the Bible. Now if you decide to give it back to me, well, praise God. I thank you for it. But when spiritual and spiritual connect, you know what we realize? That nothing we have We could not come by way of having it except it be blessed to us by God. And when God blesses us, he meets our needs, our wants, and even some of our desires when we delight ourselves in him. Amen. I just want somebody to get delivered today. If you trying to pull straws and see who has the longest straw and the short straw or who gave you a dollar and you owe them 
$5 or who gave you $5,000 and you crying because somebody owed you $50. But when you uh, you operating in man's wisdom, mm, well, it'll teach you to do that. But when you operate in the Holy Ghost, it says, you operate from spirit to spirit. And when you operate from spirit to spirit, that's when the scripture begins to speak in the Holy Ghost, speak to your spirit and let you know that a cattle on a thousand hills belong to God. That eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of people, the things that God has prepared for me. But see, when the spirit speaks to the spirit, it reminds you to not give thought to tomorrow because because tomorrow take care of itself. That if God clothed the grass and the sparrow, what would he not do for me? Because I love him. Oh my God. What the spirit says with God, all things are possible. What the spirit says to the spirit is that I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. Oh my God. That's what the Holy Spirit teaches spirit to spirit. And it says, when you release it and you have given it, oh my God, you bless somebody when you say what the scripture says. Even if I'm telling you how to be blessed. And when I tell you favor and testimony, because I live on a, on a limited income now that I am on God's time clock. And when I tell you I have not been forsaken or begging bread, God has had people orchestrated on my pathway to just sometime I sit here and pray and the spirit of the Lord will move upon somebody's heart and they will just come in and they will bless my need. And I didn't even call and ask them. I'm just trying to encourage somebody to get out of the mindset of tit for tat and whatever you did, you think you need to get it back from people. Because when the Holy Ghost teach you, nothing is never lost in spirit. See, when the Spirit of the Lord sees everything, he sits high, he looks low. And when he see that you love him, oh my God, he will bless your needs. Now there's a condition. And we know in order to love God. He said if you love me keep my commandments. So if things are not going well in your atmosphere. See that's where in the first place you might want to put your little check on your checklist. <laughs> and find out. Okay God am I obeying you? And in order to know that we are obeying God, I tell people, you know, we can keep it simple. Just start with the Ten Commandments. If you know, if you can get a checklist of the Ten Commandments, and if you don't feel like doing it now, wait on my next volume because I have a little pullout in there of the Ten Commandments. But you take that as your checklist. And you check off every one of those commandments. Start right there. See, you may not need to start with trying to consume everything from Genesis to Revelations. But if you can take those Ten Commandments and say, I don't do this. Okay, I do this. I do this. I don't do this. And that can be your guide. That can be your GPS. 
you know, my, my, that's the acronym for God, God playing solely. That's, that's not the acronym for trying to find your way and navigate around the city limits or in traveling on the highway. Mine is for spiritual traveling with God. God is my GPS. He guides and directs me. Oh, my God. So, my acronym, GPS, is for God plan solely. That means that God plan has to become first and foremost. And then he will guide me in the direction I need to go. But let me go ahead and finish this up because there's a few more good words. And it says, when the Holy Spirit now, the Holy Ghost teaches comparing spiritual things to spiritual things. And the scripture came to my mind. Try the spirit by the spirit and see if it is of God. Now, that's a very profound scripture because when we operate that way, and that's the way the Holy Ghost teaches us, remember? It'll keep you at bay from entangling yourself too deep with people who are messy and petty. I'm just trying to help somebody. When you try their spirit by the Holy Spirit that's within you. Now, I always encourage anybody, and as I do myself, examination should always start with you. Examination should always start with you. Whatever problem ever occurs in my life, in my situation, when I sit back, I get my feelings, and I get the cardinal feelings, and I know the spiritual feelings, and I take them and I examine myself through the Word of God. And that's why sometimes when people say to me, and oftentimes, sometimes people say, do you think you owe me an apology? Someone recently said, and I said, of course not. <laughs> because, see, I took it to the scripture. And one thing I knew that the topic of discussion was not being slowful in business. Now, that's scripture. So, therefore, I removed my feelings out of the way when I kind of touch base on a chronological list and said, okay, if you've been slowful in business, this is why this problem occurred. And see, sometimes people like to blame other people because they were slowful and didn't do their part. Especially when God has allowed them to be armed with the knowledge. Okay, when you know it's something you need to do. It's one thing if you don't know. But one thing about God, he'll always, they say, lead and guide us. The scriptures say, there's always a warning before destruction. So when we fall down and we get in certain situations, see, I go back and examine myself. Do my feelings get in the way sometimes? Of course they do, because I'm human. And I am subject to error. But when I get connected in my spirit, man, and I put myself on the chopping block and I say, okay, God, help me to examine my ways. What did I say? What did I do? Did I not obey you? 
See, that's my first question. God, did I step outside of your will? And did you give me signs that I ignored? Oh, my God. And Lord, if I ignored your warning signs, you know what I say next? Father, forgive me. And when I tell you just like almost a snap of a finger, God will turn my situation around. Yes, he does. Because I examine me. And then I repent when God revealed to me through his word. And that's the spirit comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. And it goes on to verse 14 and it says, But the natural man receiving not the things of the Spirit of God. Mm, mm. The natural man received not the things of the Spirit of God. It's a for they are foolishness unto them. Oh my God. So maybe now you can get your question answered. That when you're operating from a spiritual standpoint and you're dealing with somebody that's in a natural mindset and they're in their personal feelings, then even when you try to talk to them in a godly manner and give them a godly word, it becomes foolishness to them. And they'll go around and tell people, you're wrong. Because, see, they're in the foolishness of their thinking. Now, I'm not calling anybody a fool. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. And, you know, I tell people I'm just a messenger. Anytime there is a conflict in what is being read out of the scripture, let me give this this key point. I have a good solution for you. Anytime something is being read or quoted especially those of us who are spiritual and know it comes from the scripture and you have a problem with embracing it, let me help you with a quick solution. Don't reject the person that bring the mail. Take it up with God. That's between you and God because You're not rejecting the person who reading the word or quoting the word. You're rejecting God. Mm. 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 You're rejecting God. Because that person didn't write the Bible. (laughs) Hello, wake up call. Whoever quotes you a scripture, if it pierced your flesh and caused a spirit of anger, or conviction it's not personal because they did not write the Bible amen <laughs> okay all right so that's between I'd say that's between them and God now but it goes on to say neither can it be known unto them because they are spiritually discerned So what it just said that when a person can't receive the things of the Spirit of God, then they are foolish unto that person and that person can't even know because these things are spiritually discerned. That's why it's not good 
to debate with people who are not on one accord in the spirit. Don't don't take it personal. See it for what it is. And detach yourself. Sometimes I have to refrain myself from people because I want to be right in my spirit more now than ever in my life. So I examine my ways and I talk to God about it. Amen. And when I compare my natural feelings and my spiritual feelings and I see when God give me an answer and he said, well, you didn't tell a lie. You didn't definitely didn't use profanity. And I said, well, Lord, why are they upset? He said, well, you told them what is written in the word. And so if they're upset, that's between me and them. I have no qualms with apologizing if I see I am wrong and if God revealed to me I am wrong. And I have had to apologize. I've even apologized to a person when I was upset with them and they didn't even know I was upset. And as soon as I apologized to them, I'm telling you, I'm telling you something to bless you. I was so upset with an individual because, (coughs) oh, excuse me, because I made a huge transition and I put my trust and confidence in their words. So when I made the transition, it cost me. It cost me at a time when I couldn't afford to really make that transition. It was a sacrificial transition. But God still covered me and graced me to a place of restoration. But I'm going to say this and hope somebody get delivered. And I was sitting and I was festering and I was so upset. And I mean, when I say I was upset, I was upset. And I had to lay still an entire weekend and pray that thing off of me. I mean, I had been talking to God and praying. You know how we do when we upset and say, well, Lord, you know, we get to quote the scriptures and God, you know, just help me not to think wrong. And Lord, don't let me say the wrong thing. Lord, just let me be at peace. You know, I was just trying to, you know, come up with any kind of scripture, even if it was half of a scripture. But I wasn't delivered from that thing because it was very sensitive in the subject. And every time I thought on it, I had to try to suppress that I was upset. So when I took myself and put myself on the chopping block, God said, I want you to be still. And I just want you to let my word replay in your ear all weekend. And from Friday evening to Sunday night, other than to stop, eat, and shower and 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 drink something and go to the potty. That's all I did. I laid in the bed and I kept the word of God in my ear. And I prayed and I read and I listened to my 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 uh, Bible app. And God just kept going over, kept going over. And I think by the end of the weekend, I had went over the entire book of Proverbs probably about 30 times. 
But it took that. And when I came up out of that, that money, the Lord said, call that person and apologize. And although I felt truly they owed me an apology, because they misled me. But I was obedient. See, that's when the Spirit, the Holy Spirit speaks to the Spirit. And when I called that person and I said, you know, I just want to repent. And they said, well, for what? I said, I apologize. They said, well, what did you do? I said, I've been harboring anger in my spirit concerning you and the choice that I end up making. And I asked them, would they accept my apology? And they said, yes. And when they said that, and see, I, 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 I asked it sincerely. See, God took all weekend to purge me and deliver me and break me down. Because, see, you know, sometime in the natural state, our mind would tell us, well, why should I apologize to them? They don't want to owe me an apology. But in this situation, I knew my thoughts was blocking my blessings. And I needed God to move for me. And I couldn't understand. I said, God, I pray, I seek your face, you know. I try to walk up right. And I know you able to move in my situation. And God said to me, your decision you made is not what's blocking your blessing. He said, but the, what you have in your heart is what's blocking your blessing. And I said, well, God, I need you to deliver this, deliver this out of my heart. And that's why I got before him. And I stayed in the presence of God all weekend. And I'm here to tell you this. And I hope somebody can get a blessing. As soon as I got off the phone with that person, I had been back in Georgia, April, May, June, July, going into three months. And when I first got back, I said, God, I know you'll move for me. God, I know you'll move for me. God, I know you'll move. But God didn't move until I moved that stuff out my heart. And once I did that, I never forget that day. This Holy Spirit said, go check the mailbox. And I had been waiting on an answer to get in my own place. And as soon as I went to the mailbox, there was an answer. There was a ladder to open up the blessing for me to go ahead and move. And all that time, God could have been moved for me. But see, when we get in the natural state, we can't even spiritually discern what we need to do. So that's why I had to get before God and get in the spirit realm so God can minister to me and say, take the microscope off that other person. Put it on you. Examine yourself. Yes, you didn't mistreat them. Yes, you didn't do nothing wrong. But what you're harboring in your heart it's not spirit and it's not spiritual. Mm. I hope somebody getting blessed. But to conclude this podcast, the scripture goes on to say, But he that is spiritual judgeth all things. Mm. 
that includes yourself. See, and I had to sit down and judge myself and examine myself. And now we also see that the Bible says, yes, we can judge. But just know when you judge, the Bible said, judge not if you do not want to be judged. It never said you cannot judge if you don't mind being judged. Because anybody that judge something, you will be judged equally or even worse sometimes. But remember that. It's a judge ye not if you don't want to be judged. But every time you judge somebody, and I, and I need to break down right quick the difference in judging. Because a lot of people got it twisted. Okay, I'm going to give you a quick example. If a person you see has red hair, and you tell somebody, ooh, she has red hair. Now, you're not judging. You're just speaking a fact. But if somebody has red hair and you have never seen them, you don't know anything about them, and somebody come and tell you and say, girl, I met this lady and you should have seen her hair. And and she was acting like this and acting like that. And you say, mm, she sound like a redhead or she sound like a true blonde. You know, then you're judging because you didn't see it. But when you've seen something for yourself and you know it to be truth, you're just only speaking on the truth. And that is a great difference from judging. When you judge someone, you are making a declared words out of your mouth. You are decreeing a thing or speaking on a thing and you are not there. And you don't know what the truth is. And you make an opinion or an assumption, especially if it's not spiritually discerned, then you are judging. Now, that's what judging is. Anytime you talk on a subject about somebody and you don't have any facts, it's just fiction. If it's not facts, it's fiction. If it's not facts, it is fiction. Because fiction is something that you don't know if it's true. Facts is always the truth. So when you know the truth and you speak on the truth, That's not judging. You're just only speaking on what you know. Now, is it a good thing to always do? No, it is not. But judging is when you are not present and somebody tell you something and they don't even know for sure what they're telling you is true. Because some people tell stuff from their feelings. Remember that. Everybody don't tell the truth from spirit to spirit. Some people tell stuff From the wisdom of man. They're caught up in their feelings. And when people get in their feelings. A lot of times. Like what the scripture says. It said that whatever is spiritual. Is foolishness to them. So that means they're going to speak. Negative. And a lot of times deceptive. And it's going to come from another place. That's not even spiritual. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, to conclude this podcast, as verse 15 says, He that is spiritual 
judges all things. And we're talking about judging in the spirit. Yet he himself is judged of no man. Mm. See, you won't even be worried about what people say about you. Whatever you say from the spirit. Oh, my God. Oh, I hope somebody got that. It will not bother you what people say. And I don't mean bother you in a way that it may not cross your mind. And it may you might think about it for a minute or two. But but they still can't judge you. Because what you what you will do when you when the Holy Ghost and the Spirit and the Spirit teach you, you will do just what I mentioned. You will examine your ways. You will examine yourself. And so, therefore, no man judges you. Oh, my God. Did you get that? No man didn't judge you. Just like my situation. Nobody didn't judge me. I I went to God myself. No man didn't judge me. I went to God. Oh, my God. And I went to God in the spirit realm. Because it says the spirit judges all things. So, I wanted to be right with God. So I let my spirit, my Holy Spirit, examine me. It wasn't no human being that walked up to me and said, I need to call and apologize to that person. The spirit did that. And that's why I'm saying, when you're true in your spirit and your spiritual discernment in God and the Holy Ghost teaches you how to be walking the wisdom in the spirit, No one would need to ever come to you and tell you what you need to correct. Because the Holy Spirit will checkmate you. And it will let you know. Now it's up to you to obey the Holy Spirit. Because some people will grieve the Holy Spirit. And they won't be obedient to it. Amen. For the Bible goes on to say, For who hath known the mind of the Lord? That he may instruct him. Mm. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? That's a question. Do you know the mind of the Lord? Because see, the Bible says that we should let this mind be in us that is also in Christ Jesus. So when we do that, then can we answer that question? Do you know the mind of the Lord? Because this is a question. Who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? Because see, when the mind of the Lord instructs us, it's going to tell you, forgive those. It's going to tell you to love those who hate you. It's going to tell you to do right by people. Now, the mind of the Lord, the mind in you that is also in Christ Jesus, it's going to tell you that I can take five loaves and two fishes and feed you. See, the mind of the Lord will remind you that if I clothe the grass, I'll clothe you. See, the mind of the Lord will tell you that whoever bless you, God had to instruct them to bless you. And so when God does that, if people want to be blessed in return, then they'll know that God will continue to make ways out of no way. But when you start tallying up straws and how many lines you want to mark in the sand of what you have done for somebody, then that's not the mind of Christ. See, because see, when Christ, okay now, the mind in him that is also in us, when he worked a miracle, 
Now, I don't know how many people listening to me that has touched somebody and opened the eyes of the blind. Now, see, that's awesome. That's something that money couldn't do. That's something that a doctor couldn't do. But even then, Jesus knew how many people went back and thanked him. You think that stopped him in his ministry? He didn't sit around and worry about when he worked these miracles, who came back and thanked him. He still continued on his journey and telling people, I am about my father's business. And when you are about your father's business, you don't have time to sit around and and, 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 and formulate a chronological checklist of everything you always doing for everybody. Mm. That is not the mind of Christ. I'm just saying. I just want to help somebody today. A little bit of chapter three. Just because I see these two words. It says, verse 1, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto cardinal, even as unto babes in Christ. And it goes on down and it says, For ye are yet cardinal. Ooh, I have to say this part. It says, For whereas... There is among you envying and strife and division. Mm. Are ye not cardinal and walk as men? Mm, 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 mm. That's a question mark. So now we can tap in and get a revelation. When we look at our examine ourselves. Now, the the Bible just gave us another answer. How do you know when you operate in the cardinal feelings? You know, when people get to say, well, I just feel like they did me wrong. And I just feel like they still owe me. And I just feel like I feel, I feel. Now, how do you know? Are you operating natural feelings or spiritual feelings? Well, the Bible just gave some examples. It said when you are cardinal, And that's chapter 3, verse 3. He said, what will be among you is envying, strife, and division. Mm. Mm. I just hope somebody get blessed. See, because whatever motivates you, whatever motivates you. Now, some people, see, they don't understand envying, strife, and division. See, some things that you may say is not with intent to cause division, envy, or strife. So that's why you have to examine the motives and then you have to understand your position. Oh my God. Now, if you a minister, a pastor, apostle, a teacher, some things people in authority positions will need to say to you. And need to say to other people. But it's not out of strife, envy, or cause division. See, that's a whole different spirit. When a person don't have the authority, that's just like a mother. A mother is given a position of authority over her children. Mm, Oh my God. Somebody about to get some true deliverance. 
And if you go say something from one child to the next child, because you are given that authority, that's your position that God gave you. And it says over in Deuteronomy that it is your responsibility to teach your children. And sometimes when you're teaching your children, you have to repeat some stuff so they don't think you're just pulling it out the air. Sometimes you got to repeat some stuff and let them know in order to correct them what happened or what was said or done was wrong. Now, that's when you're operating in your authority figure. But now when you have other people who are not in an authority position that likes to go back and say things, oh my God who cannot compare to your position as the parent, then you have to examine their motives. Why are they saying it? Especially if the mama or the daddy or the pastor or the teacher have already went to them and executed what need to be said. Now I feel, and this is my feelings from a spiritual standpoint, when a person takes it upon themselves to go back and repeat what is your authority position to do and discuss, then they have another different motive. And now the scripture says, if they operate in their feelings, which they're not going to the person to be spiritual, they're not going to give them a moral lesson or or emphasize or teaching from this. Some people just go because they envy. And envy people always going to carry some strife which going to cause some division. And that's why sometimes people should examine themselves. And that was the message I was going to do last week. And it talked about if you feel that you are annihilated, if you feel that everybody want to separate themselves from you, then maybe it's because of the cardinal feelings that are always instigating situations. Amen? Amen. I hope someone, like I said, got got delivered. Because, you know, I'm not going to read on down into chapter 3, but it's a good chapter because it talks about, you know, Paul writes Corinthians, and Paul talks about him and Apollos, and that how he planted seeds in people's ears, and Apollos, he, he watered some. But what he was teaching the people in the church of Corinth is this. It's no matter what Paul said and how many times Apollo came, Apollos, and he watered. It was God that did the increase. That's why when we take situations and circumstances and we talk to people, it is so important to know Where are you going with this conversation? Some table talks don't even need to embark upon the table. Some things people just should name at the table. Because you want to get the understanding and where is it going. But most importantly, mm, from the message today, is it coming from the cardinal flesh? Or is it coming from the Holy Ghost? In the spirit to spirit. Because if it's coming from the cardinal flesh in those feelings. And it's motivated by envy and strife. Because somebody feels it's division. 
then we already know, according to the scripture, they're operating in the naturalness. And the Bible said, no matter what you say, it's going to be foolishness to that person. Amen. So, <clears throat> preserve yourself. Excuse me. And sometimes just detach yourself from situations that's not spiritual to spiritual. Because all it does is cause conflicts. It causes people to sit down and think about things that can replay in their mind. That don't sit well in their spirit. So let us examine our ways. And make sure that when we're approaching a situation for a conversation. That is from spirit to spirit. And if we find ourselves that it end up from cardinal and is teaching us from the flesh, God will reveal. And when he does, be okay with being able to say, I was wrong. And even if you don't choose to say it, you don't have to. It's okay. Because that's between you and God. Have a beautiful, blessed day in the Lord. This is a wonderful Wednesday. I thank you for taking the opportunity to tune in to my podcast. I had called myself, and I'm going to work on it. I'm going to try to minimize them down to 33 and 33. That's what God told me, 33, 33. No more than that. But I, until then, you have a beautiful, blessed day in the Lord. And I just know somebody got delivered, though. Something in this message has delivered somebody who's been stuck in a situation of trying to understand why they are annihilated and separated from family and friends. What's going on? And looking at themselves instead of saying, well, what's wrong with me? And that's a good place to start. But not to beat yourself up, but to get into the word of God and let the word of God rest, rule, and abide and begin to know that we, none of us have anything except God bless us with it. Give God the glory in everything and all in all, whatever you do and trust God will bless you in return. Even if he don't let it come back by that same person, he'll let somebody else be a blessing to you. Amen? Amen. And may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down in your life. Meet all of your needs, some of your good wants, and even your heart desires if you delight yourself in the Lord. Continue to enjoy this wonderful Wednesday. And according to the Lord's will, I will be on tomorrow. But I have a little shorter message, as the Lord say so. And you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. Have a good day. Peace out.